This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Feeling the love. Feeling the love. Welcome back to Risk Check Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 37. Yes. We've got two special guests mm-hmm. on the couch with us tonight. Before I get started, allow us to introduce ourselves. My name is Perry. I'm Ben. And I'm Rashawn. And we make up the Risk Check Podcast. Tonight, we have two gentlemen uh, that whom I admire. Uh, both have amazing taste in watches, amazing style, and a keen eye for design. We have uh, someone who's no stranger to the show. He's been on before, Mr. Jamal Parham. Yo, what up? <laughs> Writer and director. Uh, you might have seen his show on HBO, Pause, which is hilarious with Sam J. Yeah. Big fan. Thank you. <laughs> How about that Derek Jeter documentary? Oh, he, well, no, oh, we didn't do the commercial. We just did the commercial. Oh, my bad. But thank you. It's still good, though. Just did yeah, the, the, the doc's Jeter really good. You guys check it out. Yes. <laughs> Commercial's better. <laughs> if you see the commercial, you don't have to see the documentary. <laughs> and we also have uh, a dear friend of mine, someone whom I admire, uh, very, very talented, uh, Tyler Busher, one half of the creative agency known as the Binary Group. Woo! Hello. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Dear friend, that's amazing. That's, of course. That's heavy. Yeah. We've been doing Pepperoso together. I'm it's saying. Official. I mean, you know, once we go there, This it's is official. a plug, plug for Pepperoso. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight, um, our conversation is centering around, obviously, timepieces, but around design. Uh, you are two people whom I respect because I know you have amazing taste. Uh, and you both are very particular. Yes. About, That's a nice way to yes. <laughs> about what you collect. And so I thought it was only fitting to actually talk about aesthetics uh, with regard to watches, watch history, and collecting tonight. But before we go there, we've got to have our honorary wrist check. Yes. Uh, Mr. Never Repeats a Watch. <laughs> you guys want to kick us off? Are you, are you repeating a watch? Um, so I am repeating a watch. Um, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so i am repeating the watch um but i felt like it was very appropriate for tonight um because i'm wearing the 70s turnograph um two-tone got the uh the turning gold bezel gold uh (laughs) as the gold hands it has the gold indices has the gold bracelet um it matches the hardware on the butters um, so I felt like it was very appropriate. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Nora Taylor from uh, Hodinki because I'm actually rocking her uh, gold ring. Um, if you guys can see it, it's actually a, uh, it's a, a watch. watch. Nice. Um, so I felt like it worked with what I was wearing. Um, so repeating a watch 
for the right reasons. There we go. So please, guys, don't be too hard on me. All right. <laughs> Let's turn it over here real quick. My man Tyler. Yeah, it's on yeah, you. Yeah, you got to put on the spot. Uh, <laughs> You're wearing one. a watch that's a favorite of mine, actually. What? Yeah, no, no. We, but we talked about this. Yes. Yeah, I was a good just one. being surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so what's on the wrist, my friend? It's an Ikepod Chronopod 003. What does any of that Someone mean? Someone knows what it is. <laughs> um, originally, it was Mark Newson and another person's company. Yeah. And, uh, you know, went bankrupt. And then a couple guys bought it. Shout out Christian Louis Cole, because he sent it to me. Thank you. But I really loved it. I, me and Bon Q, he's in the audience somewhere. We've loved it. We've been trying to get it. We went to Sotheby's, you guys' event, and they had a couple there. And they reached out and wanted to buy that watch. But it went, it was like $20,000. They didn't want to buy that. I don't yeah. think. And then, um, you know, we, we've been talking for a while. And he was like, oh, I want to send you this one. And I was like, please send me that one. It's a great so, one. So to be clear, the new owners of Icopod reached out to you because of a watch that you posted from Southern From you guys' event. Yes. And they wanted to buy it. Yeah, they, they were looking to buy it, yeah. Because they, they also sell the pre-owned stuff on yeah, their site, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm very excited. And I love sci-fi, UFOs, and stuff, and it looks like a and UFO. And for those that don't know, Mark Newson is the guy who's behind the design for the Apple, Apple Watch. Yes. So that's why there's a lot of similarities. That's why I'm a huge fan. I was actually a fan of the Apple Watch because yeah. I was a fan of that watch first. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's a good one. Jamal, yeah. what do you got in the wrist? You got something new. I got something new. Ooh. Um, I am wearing a Rolex Explorer 2. Polar My favorite dial. Rolex. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So this was, the, and this was, I know you because we were talking about this. This is a new acquisition. It's a new acquisition. And last time I was on the show, I you said, were talking I about think it. it's going to be my next watch. And yeah. this is your first modern Rolex? My first modern Rolex. Yeah. Respect. My Congratulations, sir. Yeah. 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 It's fire. Yeah, I love it. It's really hard to take off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this, this one's been getting a lot of love for the last yeah. couple months. So. Um, respect. Yeah. I'll go next because I know my friend uh, to my left has got something special on. But I have something special on, too. You do. I do. You do. I've got on a, a John John special. Woo! Woo! Shout, Shout out to John John. John. Shout out to John John. Can we I give have... John John a round of applause, please? <laughs> yes. Everyone finally knows what you look like. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, He's I'm, turning red right now. So I'm crazy. rocking. Um, this is actually my favorite paddock, the 5212. Weekly calendar. Weekly, weekly calendar. calendar. Woo! It's amazing. Um, I remember we were talking about this before and how it reminds me of, uh, well, it reminds us of, of Tom Sachs. Yes. Right? The, the handwritten mm. dial is, has a very similar aesthetic to his artwork. And then with the, um, with the markers that are in there with sort of like the red baton, yeah. it's kind of nice. It's yeah. a nice little touch. So I thought, I thought I'd rock this tonight, especially being that our conversation was about design. Um, it just feels appropriate. It matches my shirt. Yes, feels so. very woodsman. Yeah, you tried to take that from me. <laughs> <laughs> you stole it from me. I did. Yeah, you know that happens. That's okay. What it's do you got? Family still. So I'm got? wearing two watches tonight. Both of them are <laughs> double wristing. Very, very special. Wait, that's my part. Yeah. These watches are very, yes. very special. <laughs> so they're both from my favorite brands. I'm wearing the FP Jorn Octa S. It's a yeah. It's a second. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Uh, and it belongs to Eric, who's in the front row. Shout out to Eric. Very good friend of the podcast. Yes, good friend of the, shop, of the podcast. So it's a, it's a second gen joint. So it's a titanium case and titanium movement. So it's a light as a feather and it has rubber inserts. So if there's a watch you're going to beat the out of, 
this is it. I really for love sure. the uh, the bracelet on this piece too. The bracelet's good, and again, you know, you guys know I'm a sucker for red. All the details on this are red. Red seconds hand, red seconds, red day night indicator, which mm. is crazy. Red power reserve indicator and a red date. It's then on the other red. wrist, I'm also wearing a John John special. Ooh. Are we bros? Yeah. <laughs> Patty bros? Ben. Okay. <laughs> so I wore this one because to Perry's point, the conversation is about design and it's a golden ellipse. Yes. Which is based on Da Vinci's theory of divine proportion. The golden ratio. Yes, yes sir. Ooh. So very interesting watch. It's just supposed to work on everyone and it does. Mm -hmm. so it does. It's we'll a, go it's more a in depth. Very on handsome that piece. It's a good one. Yeah. Dress down, it's the best. Love that. So, uh, gentlemen, you guys rolled up on us with two interesting pieces. What, what inspired you to, I want to start with you, Tyler. What inspired you to, to, to rock this piece tonight? Well, aside from them sending it to me last week, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything that, like we do with our company, me and Jenny, who's right there, sitting right Shout there. Shout out to Jenny. Shout out Shout to Jenny. One half. <laughs> I think every, everything to me has a meaning, and it's, you know, inspired by something. Mm -hmm. But we always are very inspired by sci-fi and, and spiritual stuff. So it's just like the UFO thing is like the kind of idea of like looking up. Yeah. And it looks like a UFO, and it's just it does, like, yeah. all right, I love it. It's pretty, it's nice. really simple. Yeah. What is it about the, the Explorer 2 that really gets you? I know this is something that we would talk about often, kind of nerd out on. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it, I love watches that can be worn like workwear, yeah. you know? It's like, I, I don't work construction, but I love Carhartt and like, sure. pants <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? And it's like, I like that aesthetic of like, yo, this is a thing that can get beat up and like, can, can you can put through the paces. And to me, this is this is the Rolex that really does that. It does, right? yeah. There's something about, I always say yeah. it too, there's something about this piece, Explore 2, that's incredibly special because it channels for me this, the spirit of Rolex, how I remember it when I was a kid. Yeah. Right? And yeah, it's like, like adventure. Like tools watch, yeah. tools watch. Yeah. You know, yeah, adventure. Yeah. For all the spelunkers out yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted you two on the show this evening because again, like we said before, you know, I think that you guys have a very, uh, I think you have a great perspective in terms of design. Um, you know, I'm, I'm someone, you know, coming from the culture that we come from, New York City, streetwear, fashion, highbrow, lowbrow, everything in between. Um, I always think about like using references yeah. for like pulling for inspiration. Mm -hmm. And so I'm interested in how you guys how do you define good design? Like, what is, what is good design for you? Um, I mean, for me, in the, the, specifically in the field that I'm in, which is film and TV and, yeah. and commercials and, and moving images, it's about beautiful and efficient communication. Mm. And this idea that something can be really simple but very artful at yeah. the same time and tell a story, I think it is really what I talk about when I talk about design. My answer is not going to be that nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it does have to have, everything has to have meaning, and everything has to make you feel something. Mm. And I think that's the issue. Is a lot of stuff doesn't make you feel something, but good yeah. design, everyone can feel it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, the same thing with watches to me is, it's like if I feel it, I like it. Yeah. I don't know movements, I'm not a watchmaker, but I feel something when I see certain watches. So the same thing with all good design. Yeah, something, go ahead. No, so I was going to ask, um, as like a two-part question, like, when did you um, guys see that design was something that was very prevalent to you to where 
you know, you weren't just investing in anything, especially when we're talking about timepieces, because yeah. it does get very expensive. When did you know that you had to kind of go that route as far as design over everything? Michael Jordan. Really? Sneakers. Elaborate. Mm. Growing up, I grew up, I was born in Kansas, grew up in Harlem, but it was sneakers. I just remember at one point, I just saw a sneaker and I was like, this is it. It was a Jordan 4, Bread 4. Some kid walked into the Reaper's favorite shoes. Also, the first thing he saw too was the same thing. And it was like seeing the line, seeing the design, seeing the hang tag with the air. The kid still had that on when he was walking, which mm-hmm. is crazy. But seeing that was my first time in awe of some, like a product. It was never really, you know, it was a Jordan 4. Yeah. Wow. 1989, my birth year. Okay. And my, also my favorite Rolex from 1999. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if I can pinpoint it. I think for me, it's been something that's just always been around. Like I was always a kid who was very aesthetically driven. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, um, you know, we talked about this a little bit before, but it's like just having stuff and like the way your collection was displayed and like the way things were organized. And I think for me, it was all about, again, like, visually organizing something in a way that said something about me and I, yeah. I wasn't that intellectual when I was five obviously but it's like you that's like kind of what it felt yeah, yeah. excuse me um, but yeah it was curation yeah. yeah so that's interesting yeah so you guys were so you were you were you were intentional about not only what you were I guess purchasing via like your parents yeah proxy. right but like you <laughs> what was were going actually, on the Santa like Claus the intent list. was yeah. like where I would put it yeah, and how yeah, it would yeah. fit into my and life, and how it fit in, yeah, yeah. And I think the thing with like design, like good design too, is for me at least when I think about design, there's the aesthetic nature, but then there's also like the thought behind it, yeah. right? Like good design solves problems. Yeah, good design operates on like certain principles, like symmetry, uh, the use of like color palettes, um, and even just uh, when we go back to like referencing, mm-hmm. right? Like talking about using your Explorer 2 and wearing it as workwear. Yeah. And like what workwear means in like fashion today where it's kind of like an oxymoron kind of thing, right? Where right. it's like it was it was designed for a specific intent but now it's like stylish and in some spaces right. it's almost luxury. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you buy like a $400 work shirt. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, that you do not work in. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't work in it, it's just not how it's supposed to be. But you know what I mean? It's like it is it is it is that it's all part of a story and an evolving story, like yeah. the way that these things have a a conversation with the world around it. Right. And I think part of my love of design has always been what I think it. it I talk about my armor, like with the armor that mm. I put on to show who I am to the world, and it's, it's part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I so. think I think good design at its at its base just needs to function. Yeah. Elaborate. Well, think about a watch. Mm-hmm. Right. If you have a watch that doesn't work and it's just like sure. whatever, right? <laughs> you see sculptural art and like, well, our producer, Light, he sent us that thing on Instagram earlier. It was that waterfall that tells time. Yeah, I reposted right? that actually. That was awesome. That's great. Yeah. But if that was just a waterfall, we just walk past all the time and not give a fuck. But it's telling the time. And if yeah. you kept watching the video, it tells the moon phases, mm-hmm. tells the date, tells the date, tells the month. You observe it, and that makes you feel something. That's special, not just water coming out of a concrete So I think, block. yeah, going back to like what Tyler was saying, there's like an emotional response, yeah. something almost visceral. Um, sure. You guys both collect vintage watches. I'm curious, uh, because I know how particular you guys are, uh, do you have, like when you're looking at vintage watches, are you collecting 
based on a certain aesthetic? Does time period play a role? Um, how has that influenced your collecting at all? Like, mm-hmm. in terms of like, what are you? What are the boxes that you're trying to check? It, for me, my favorite period is kind of late '60s, early '70s. Interesting. And I think it's more. Like, I just like the funky stuff that they were doing mm-hmm. back then. You know what I mean? Um, it It's about color. It's about, um, like, there's just a feeling. Like, it's it's almost like this is what designers in the late 60s thought the future was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? It's the Jetsons. It's the yes. Jetsons. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? Um, like, I've got my, my Accutron Deep Sea up here that's, like, it's just this weird kind of blue and orange watch with this orange hand that's a little futuristic. Can you, can you, sh- you, you share it to right? the crowd? Yeah, just throw it in there. See what happens. <laughs> 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 pass it around. But you know what I mean? It's like, it's this idea of, um, you could see what the kind of cultural story was. Mm. It's like this idea of like, we were going to space. Like the, there was unlimited possibility. And yes. like how that translates to design, I think is just really, really interesting. I mean, the... Um, you know, Omega had a lot of weird watches at this time. It's mm-hmm. like weird oval cases and, um, you know, a lot of people were doing integrated bracelets. Like, I'm a sucker for an integrated bracelet. It's, mm. uh, you know, just really cool stuff like that. No, you I know? like what you said about that because it also feels like now everything's for commerce opposed yeah. to back then it felt like they were making something new. Yeah. Mm. And now everything is like you look at sneakers, you look at watches, you look at clothes. Everything's a nod to something before. From back then, it felt like everything was pushing towards something new. Yeah. Something yeah. that was the creative in your imagination. Yeah. But I wouldn't say I'm a vintage collector. I collect for I mean, my... most of your watches are vintage. Though. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm, it's price range. <laughs> <laughs> I can get it for cheaper. Yeah. But it's, it's more so... I want stuff to have meaning first. Yeah. And we can look back on stuff that are vintage and understand the time. So speaking of vintage, we have some, some images up. Uh, yeah. This was an image that you chose. Yeah, right? and this was... Um, Really, like the the Carrera twenty four forty seven is one of my favorite watches, and I think when I think about design in a watch, like I think if you can design a chronograph well, mm. like that's kind of the key. There's so much information that has to be so readable mm-hmm. so quickly, and sometimes at the same time, yeah. that the just like the balance in this thing is really is really beautiful and perfect, and also very simple. Like mm. it's you know th- these beautiful like blues and this this white polar cream dial it's just it's easy to read but there's so much going on at the same time that just has a balance to it you know the 60s is actually my favorite period for design yeah in terms of like typeface yeah and then like this like curved linear like aesthetic yeah that they had. Like it was, wild it was by couches, hand yeah absolutely like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh we got another image boom this like the 4.6 of his 4.0 <laughs> yeah <laughs> So yeah. this this one, Tyler, this was yours. This is my dream watch. This is your dream watch. Talk about this a little I just, bit. I just, when I first saw it, I was I remember the coffee shop I was at, and I remember seeing it, and I was like, this is typeface. You saw it in a coffee shop? I was in a coffee, Lucille's coffee shop in Harlem okay. on a, whatever. But I just remember seeing a typeface, same yeah. as the one in the Hoyer. It just felt like there was an emotion behind it, mm. and all that stuff was hand done back then, back right. in the day, right? So, like, looking at stuff now, like, you can get all the typefaces on the computer, and, you know, it's easy to do mm-hmm. everything now. But looking at this, there feels like there's something there. 
Same with the Hoyer. It's the same exact thing. It's just to me. It just I saw it. I remember the day I saw it. Mm. I was like, this is the watch. Yeah. I, if I get this watch, I'm not, I don't. I, I can go in a cave and never talk to anybody. And this else. is like the same period too. Same exact. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same exact. Well, period. you can almost kind of see the problem solving yeah. and like how it's laid out. You know what I mean? And it's it's there's just something intrinsically beautiful about that. What's the circle in this piece? Do you know? This time? is 1960s. Yeah, 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's the 60s. Yeah. I think it's for doc, doc, doctors and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, 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 it's a pulsometer. Pulsometer. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's a pulsometer. Yeah. This was definitely for doctors. But to piggyback on what Jamal was talking about, um, my favorite era is actually the 70s. Really? So 70s design is mine. And the funniest thing is that Jamal talks about exploration. Okay. And if you notice in the 70s, those things were actually implemented. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you think about just like how, you know, people were living, fashion, um, you know, the introduction of like even fitness and like things like that. Like so many different things were introduced to people that was so like unfathomable that they actually decided to like start to apply it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you do see it in timepieces, um, in general, you know. So I, I, I really think that like the '70s is like my favorite era. I think in terms too, like when you're talking about functionality, right, and yeah. like usefulness, a pulsometer. This is this is a tool watch. Yeah, one hundred percent. And that's sure. what's, that's what's kind of cool <laughs> about it too, right? Like there's something for everybody, like even doctors. This like yeah. predates the Daytona. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's fire. This is a steel. Technically, Daytona, that I actually like. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, it's yeah, really Mr. cool. It, but it, but it kind of reminds you of like the weekly calendar, and it, it's kind of like handwritten. Well, it's like the Tyler's point. It's a typeface. It Someone yeah. exactly. had to but write it's, that. It's out. also yeah. red. Yeah, exactly. It's also red and blue, which are like in everything. Red and blue always stand out. It's sure. like the two things: Democrat, Republican. Okay. Blood, yeah. red, red, and blue. It's always red and blue. Yeah. But, but they both they pull to, you like yeah. pull to, like yeah. the red and blue is just like it's it draws your eye. And when you think about like being a pulsometer, it's like it also recalls like the drawings that you see of the circulatory system. Right. Like the red blood, yeah. the blue mm -hmm. blood. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like mm -hmm. it's all like That's feels very take. thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. So. We got another pick. Boom. Yeah. So when we're talking about K shape. K shape. Hey, we got some haters out there. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Good. <laughs> like, we love Grand here. <laughs> Spit it! Hold on, hold on, wait, wait. <laughs> what, what's that reference? SBGV 245. Woo! 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 That's a real New York reference for you. That's a, listen, shout out to all my guys in the floors. E-Face. <laughs> so. Yes, we're having fun with it. We're having fun. We Thank having you fun. guys. So, case design. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, fight me, but uh, I think, <laughs> think Grand Seiko has the best case design hands yeah, 44 down. 44 GS is and, nice. But this yeah. is just, there's something about it where it's like round and square at the same time. It's you know what tank. I mean? It's just, yeah, yeah. It it's, and it's, it's like, it just feels gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, you but look that's at it. But that's 70s design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's also very minimal. Mm. Like, yes, it's yeah. very sleek. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's probably my favorite of the Grand Seiko. Really? Like, yeah, I've been trying to track down one in, in fairly good condition for a good price. Um, but it's just, it, it, there's just something about it that calls to me, you know? Yeah, this piece is fire, man. Yeah. It's yeah. really cool. 
Uh, we got another one. Here we go. Now I'm a Cartier guy, and so I, I, I'm, I'm definitely with did, you did here. Did Tyler pick that? Of course. <laughs> uh, I'm supposed to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, sorry. yeah. What is it? Fifteen seventy-five. That's the only time I'm ever going to say a reference because I okay. don't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah. But it's platinum. Right, we talk yes. about four point oh four point six. It's the same thing. It's just like I grew piece. up wanting a platinum watch. Yeah. Right, but I also love my first actual kind of expensive watch was mm -hmm. the Cartier. The we Gal have one here, don't the we? The Galbi. Yeah. You want to pull it out? Yeah, yeah. will you share? Why you grabbing? Why you grabbing that? I have to give a shout out to Derek Mon. Is he in here? Where he, he's he in is. here. Shout the out to Mon. Shout out to Derek Mon. He just shared a video about uh, timepieces being at 10 and 2. So yep. <laughs> all the images that you see them. are at 10 and 2. 10, 10, 10, 10. Yes. So, I, so did y'all realize that I picked the day to do this on purpose? It's 10, 10. I was going to ask. It's 10, I was going to ask if that was. When well, we spoke about it, and I was like, do 10, 10, do a Monday. We had a conversation. It's, it's, a, it's in our chat. It's in our chat. This part needs, that. This part needs to be on Patreon. It's in our chat. It's be the next in Subscribe to Patreon. Patreon. Next, my man next, Tyler. Yeah, Patreon. My man yes. Tyler's got, got a watch. So this was, this, was, uh, this was your first vintage timepiece. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, growing, I, I, always, I never wanted to buy a watch until I brought the watch that I always wanted. Right. And this is not it. And I gave okay. it. <laughs> what? That's some introduction. <laughs> I feel like timing is everything, and it was the perfect timing. I got hit up by the perfect person. It was the perfect price, and it was just like this is like me and Bonky always talked about it on wine night. I was like, yo, I want a Galbi. I just it's small. I have little wrists, and I really wanted this. But then that's the version that I really want, okay. which is. It's, I mean, it's a Santos Dumont, which is yeah. to me yeah. better design because mm -hmm. it feels a little flatter, not as round. There's something about a Santos on the strap that is just like. I've it always, spot. it's always been. A I love the bracelet though. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I've always wanted a Gator strap. Sure. For some reason, I don't know why. Yeah. It was always. It like, has a feeling to I it. I need a Gator strap <laughs> with the precious metal. Sure. I don't have it yet. You okay. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> you get it's there. in the mail. Yeah. But it just for some reason I. I always see this watch and it's like, yo, I need that. Yeah. So I think the, the, the Santos makes an interesting conversation for good design, right? Because you talk about functionality, functionality, mm -hmm. you talk about usefulness. Like the whole idea and premise of this watch was legibility. Yeah. Right? This is, a lot of people don't consider it this because we sort of classify watches in, in different terms than what they're meant for. For example, like we'll use the term dress watch. But this is actually sports watch. It's a sports watch. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. But sports in terms of like leisure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Rich, rich people sports. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not flying a plane. Yeah, it's a, a pilot's watch. It was a pilot's watch. Yeah, it was a pilot's watch. And yeah. that's like, like one of the things about this piece that's like so interesting to me. Yeah. It the, makes me feel but like. The weird thing to me is also design because someone, t I don't know who it was, if it was you guys, I don't know who it was. It might be in sure, YouTube. We're taking credit. But the, floor, the four, that's not a Roman numerals actual four. That's, that's correct. It's yeah. supposed to be symmetric. Yeah. yeah. Like Rolex, the Air King. Rolex, Rolex does, the same, does thing. the same thing. Like the yeah. Air King, yeah. you guys are like, you don't like, don't like the old Air King, like the new Air King. And it's because it has the zero, the zero five instead of five. Yeah. And I saw that and I was like, all right, you're right. Symmetry. Good design. Yeah. Yeah. Symmetry is amazing. Yeah. yeah. We got another one. 
Boom. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Polarizing. Yeah, boy. That boy has a platinum movement. Yeah. Not a platinum case. Platinum movement. Platinum bezel and platinum movement. Yeah. That's a big boy. Yeah. It's the Rachapante. That's how you pronounce it. Yep. I've yet to see this watch in person. It's fire. It's like, but the the. The kind of design solution for using the the third hand, mm. like how that gold kind of slides behind the other hand when you're not using it, right. I think is is just really elegant. It's like a nice little simple. magic trick. Yeah, it's a it's a magic trick, right? Yeah. And it's like solving an issue of how to get another time zone in there without cluttering the watch in a way, mm. yeah. and also having it disappear when you don't need it. Yeah. And I think that it's just it's just really pretty to look at, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, very simple logos, like kind of perfectly balances at mm. the top. Mm -hmm. I know it's 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 one of the ones I saw. I saw it when they released it, and I was like, I I I just need it. Yeah. I need that watch. So that thing it brings up another question to mind. I think um, one of the the things I wanted to ask you guys. Um, actually, this was uh, you yes. had a question. I'm sorry. Well, before we before we kind of move on for you know for the guys that aren't. Guys and gals that aren't watch aficionados, this is actually a Parmigiani. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know the brand, that's the brand. Um, my question to you guys was, um, in your opinion, what exhibits exceptional design as far as a timepiece? Like, is there anything that just, like, blows your socks off? Mm. Do you want to take this one first? <laughs> exceptional design is that 60s, hand-done everything had a feeling mm. to me that's what it is because i'm i'm for a story and a feeling and for function i'm not going to use it for its function i'm not a doctor i'm not a pilot but i wanted to have that meaning behind it mm. and i think this is like i mean even looking at this i never noticed that pusher there that's kind of amazing yes and that's why i was like oh is that a pusher on this yeah. yeah so the pusher is for the, the dual time the dual time yeah yeah but the placement of the pusher is different from any pusher i've ever really seen also too the simple fact that it doesn't have a seconds hand yeah. Yeah. It yeah. makes it very clean. It makes it very tasteful. I mean, it goes back to the old essence of, you know, a dress watch. Because I guess if this was back in that circle, it would have been a dress watch without a second hand. Yeah. So traditionally, a dress watch did not have a second hand. Yeah. I mean, it's a GMT without a date, which yeah. is like hard to that's, that's also really pull cool off. Too. But it's like, it's also just giving you just the bare minimum information that you need and doing it in a way that's like, Oh yeah, no, I don't need that. How many people actually do use their yeah, dual like time a, too? It's like I can do it because I can, yeah, right? Like yes. this is not a watch that a pilot's gonna use. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I'm no, not no. gonna lie, I need a seconds hand. I would like to know the seconds. No. And when I see a watch with no seconds hand, I'm like, yo, what second is it? Because I have a watch. Why don't I know the second? <laughs> Mr. Functionality. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little tipsy right now. I drink a couple of spicy things. But what is what is like a, a watch that like when you think of like exceptional design, what yeah. piece comes to mind? I mean, for me, it's always the Omega Speed. Master, I okay. think is hands down yeah. the best design watch ever. We gotta clap out. Can we clap it up to that? Yeah. <laughs> we, we, listen, yeah. we have some Omega Speed Master fans. There's about three on the couch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew about that. You can't that. talk yeah. about yeah. it. No, yeah, tell me more. Like yeah, that. no. So it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's like again, it's like it's so cluttered with so many numbers and hashes and dials. Yeah. You look at it, you can instantly read everything on it. No yeah, matter it's what, super legendary. You know? Um, it's it's also like one of the timepieces that probably has the most iterations. Yeah, for sure. Right, like yeah. different dials, different variations, yeah. like different placements of the sub dials. Like, yeah, 
Yeah. There's so many different references. And I heard they did a thing with Swatch, too. That little... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the funniest thing is, when it comes to Omega, I think Omega Speedmaster in general, I don't really think... When I think of timepieces and collectors, I don't think there's um, a watch that like real enthusiasts and real collectors collect exclusively yeah. outside of a Speedmaster. Oh, yeah, we say that all the time. Like, well, I think, I think there's... there's there are some brands, I think, but I mean to collect very, every single reference. Though the, the only brands I can think of is really like it's like Rolex, Paddock, and Speedmaster. But you only have like four the GMTs to collect. But, that, but that's like, the thing. It's like with 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 Speedies, right? The Speedy is not the brand. It's just like a particular yeah. model. Yeah, and that's the only yeah, one. Like, want that's guys, all we, that's all we care about. But that's what I'm talking about. Just as far as collecting, but no, no. But you are okay with collecting. 50 speed masters. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not okay yeah. with collecting 50 Rolexes. I mean, you said you I'm very okay <laughs> if you could have all of them. No, 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 no. You would love to have 50 Rolexes. What? I would, no, no. I would, no, no. I would love to have all have the Rolexes. Rolexes. But I'm this was Mr. I gotta fuck? catch them all. Yeah, yeah. what the fuck? Sure, but there's not there's not 50 Rolexes out there. Yes, I don't believe yes, it is. There's I don't believe I'm it. talking about in in bro. There's like a hundred Dayjust. What are you talking about? I don't want every single Dayjust. You I'll said take, you want every I'll take one Dayjust, one GMT, one right, Daytona, etc. I need 50 Rolexes. Let's, 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 let's you can back to you the, can collect. Let's get back on track. <laughs> to bring back to the what are you talking like, about? We're calling you. But I will say. That that Swatch uh, Speedmaster the situation. Swatch. Yeah. yeah. I've never met more people from anything else. So that everyone was, yeah. really I mean, it was a special evening. Shout out to everybody who got the Moose Watch. Shout out to the Moose Watch. That's how we met. That is how we met. We were like, yo, Bonk, you had a Rolex on. Yeah, you know, yeah, we, had talk, we met on. we were talking about the Moose Watch. He was like, yo, was that a... No, that was... Never mind. I'm lying. That was a G-Shock. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It was a fake story. It's a fake story. Shout out to G-Shock. <laughs> the Casio, that's how we met. The black, uh, that, that watch. We were looking at something. We were looking at vintage watches when we met. Yes. Um, exceptional design. I wanted to hear from you, too, because I Me? know you've got a lot of opinions. Yeah, I got, I got one to throw in. I got to I have, I have put the dog in the fight. Okay. It's the Grand Seiko Kodo. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that is the most handsome, craziest fucking looking skeleton Very steampunk. Watch. Torbion ever created, period. Yeah, and uh, t- take the watch out of it. The fucking strap is lacquered. <laughs> like the strap has layers to it. Right. That's that's an exceptionally designed watch. It is. It's a skeleton you can actually read. <laughs> I didn't know we could curse on here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no, no f bombs. Oh my bad. Sorry. Uh, it's going on Patreon. <laughs> I'd have been cursing like crazy. <laughs> um. That brings me to to another question. Is there have you seen anything recently in terms of design that you feel like is really uh really breaks the mold? Like something that's just like really got your attention. Kind of gave like a, a visceral response. Yeah, I mean the the uh, not to bring it back to Parmigiani again, but the but you're gonna do it anyway. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do, and I'll, I'll have a second. <laughs> you could um, the Tonda, the micro rotor. Okay. I think is another one that's just like very simple, and it's like actually I did make a noise <laughs> when yeah. I saw it for the first time. It's just like very beautiful, and the, the other one I think would be the new. 39 millimeter Tudor Pelagos. Really? Yeah. What yeah. about it? I just, I'm a Pelagos fan already yeah. you know what i mean and that's right you have a you have I, have a, I have an lhd yeah yeah um 
but there was something again about the no date just making it very simple and symmetrical um that just like popped off the screen for sure. me and immediately was like i need to have this watch so it's interesting you say that because we we've been known for giving rolex tudor mm -hmm. their fair share of flack mm -hmm. yes right um but says the guy in the rolex hat <laughs> Yo, lately I've been seeing all y'all with Rolex. Hey, 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 like Rolex. But um, I used to, I used to kind of be like, ah, you know, like scoff at them with all these like little incremental yeah. um, changes. And then it, it, it dawned on me, you know, and I know we know this, but like I actually had the opportunity to like sit and think about it, but like Rolex and Rolex is in a situation where they're not incentivized to like scale, right? They're not incentivized to make money. It's, it's a, it's a not-for-profit company, right? And so just the idea that we would go back to the drawing board and get something right, admitting that like maybe we made a couple of mistakes, I'm kind of into that. If from like a design perspective, like hitting a restart, a restart yeah. button. Yeah, is like that with the Air King? Because the Air King is totally different from the old Air King. The new Air King is totally. Everyone hates it. I've always loved that watch. The Air, the original Air the King. The new Air King. I like the, the old one, one too. It's, it's better. But everyone hates the Air King at all because it's like an entry level watch. It's like, it's I don't hate. No, I don't. I don't hate the Air King. I've only gotten hate. But like, yo, the, I want Air King. Everybody's like, <laughs> <laughs> the original one with the dial and just that five sticking out like that. It yeah. did bother me. That was bad. I, yeah. When you told me, I was like. Oh, that is terrible. I kind of appreciate they went back. And, and much like the, tele, the, the Pelagos uh, 39, I remember handling the mm -hmm. LHD. And it was like, man, this watch is great, but it's too big. I mean, I'm a bigger guy, so I can get away. Sure. I think with the with the 40, it, it is it's pretty thick. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not um, great, but I think they're removing that helium escape valve. Yeah. And um, I mean, even taking the date off, like yeah, just yeah, making yeah. it like. How do you feel clean. about the MN, though? How do you feel about the Marine National? Oh, I, I, love, I mean, I, love, I love that watch. Yeah, that's yeah. hot. I think that the color is great. The thing that bugs me about it a little bit is the like strap? all the hash marks on the bezel. Mm. Like I get why it's there and I get that it's like history, but it's like it just feels a little too cluttered. I mean, I'm, it's not going to stop me from wearing it, but you know what I mean? It's like there's just something that's it just feels very um, like kind of over designed yeah. almost. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. Um. Getting into into fashion and mm -hmm. watches a little bit, um, because we are gentlemen that are not afraid to accessorize. <laughs> the fit gods are here, <laughs> right? That's again and, putting and, it nicely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but much like you know the the collecting of watches of yesteryears, that's that's the relationship that that uh, ladies and, and gentlemen had to watches, right? Yeah. It, it it was an accessory and. Uh, you were collecting watches, not based on movement, but maybe based on brand, definitely because, you know, a name that you can trust and it was reputable, but also mm -hmm. like what looked good. I'm curious, like what parallels are you seeing today with regard to collecting mm -hmm. and some of the people that we know um, that sort of uh, cross or intersect with fashion and watches? I mean, I think one of the things that Instagram has done and, and maybe just the internet in general mm. is given us all these little mini brands. Right. You know what I mean? And so whether we're aware of it or not, 
there is this type of like hyper curation of like what you present you to the world. You talk about mini brands in terms of watches? Or no, like in fashion? terms of like individuals. Okay, you know what I mean? You. It's like there, there is conscious, unconscious. There, you, you present yourself to the world in a certain way because you don't know if or when you're going to be on the internet. Then. Right. You know what I mean? No, and true. at least it's, it's something that I think this modern social media climate has kind of done for us. Mm. I think because of that, you have people that are just more attuned to what clothing says about them and sure. what that story is. I know for me specifically, it's, it's buying into a brand story and, and how that fits into my personal narrative is mm. very important. Yeah. You know, I don't just want to put on anything that's made out of anything and, and for lack of a better word, disposable, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that for me, watches is a lot like that too. It's like, I, I, I like these things because they are sustainable because they are things that will last yeah. and that, that collect stories and that will live longer than I will. You know what I mean? It's funny too, because I find that people who like, we know collectors and we know them for collecting everything, yeah. right? So whether it's like art or books, literature, mm -hmm. fashion, um, you use the term sustainability. Yeah. And I think that's, that's hitting a note with me because of my relationship to fashion and mm -hmm. how that parallels with watches and our ability to look at vintage and see value there. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. And so it's the idea that like, because when we think about fashion, even a couple of years ago, and we still have like fast fashion is still a thing. Yeah. Right? Like you buy something, it's in season, then it's out of season, you right. discard it. You discard it. And I think to some degree, we do know people who treat watches the same way. Like they have to have the new watch. Mm -hmm. But sort of the parallels that I see, like what I know you guys for doing is like buying like the right piece. Right. Like that piece that speaks to me, that piece that to much what, what you're saying, um, describing oneself as almost like a brand. Yeah. Right. And like what resonates with me? What yeah. what represents me? Do you see it that way? No. Yeah. I mean, it's always been this like I have to believe in everything I purchase. It's like I don't buy anything anymore. Yeah. So if I'm buying something, it does have to be that the aesthetic thing that I've always like. This is how I want to present myself. Mm. But I also feel like. It is also right time and right place because if you present me with something that's like, oh, I have this, that the Cartier was that for me. Sure. It wasn't the yeah. watch that I really wanted, mm -hmm. but it was the right place, right time, and I fell in love with it. Yeah. But the other watch that I have with me is a vintage Rolex. I wanted to touch on this too because this is your first Rolex. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pull this thing out, man. No. Yeah, pull it out. It's that. definitely not what anyone thinks it is. No, no. It's something pretty. No, like, and it's special. my whole life, I've just. I was like, yo, I don't need watches. I don't want to collect watches. I just want one vintage gold Rolex with the Gator band. And that's all, I've, all I ever thought about. Mm. And now I want 50 Rolexes, Rashawn. You should want 50 Rolexes. <laughs> <laughs> but initially I wanted like an, an old Air King, like something that was like, you know, uh, entry level. Mm. But I saw this. It was the presentation watch. It was from, what, 1971 or 72. And someone worked for this. It's like 24 years of service they got yeah, from American. I love made in. I made in USA. I think commerce needs to come back to US. You know mm -hmm. things like that. Shout out John John from Pittsburgh. Still, yeah. Still. yeah. But I just I saw it and I was like, oh, that's that's the first Rolex I want. And mm. it has the engraving in the back. F. Dot Smith. 
Shout out to Shout F. Out to F. Smith. F. Smith. <laughs> he worked for 24 years for me to get this watch, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to his kids. Somewhere a member of his family is going to see this. <laughs> You're gonna be like, Damn you! <laughs> but I just think everything has to have a meaning. I think yeah. everything yeah. has to have a feeling. No, I'm going to apologize. That was good. <laughs> I appreciate um, the comedic release, <laughs> but it's simple, and yeah. it has that second hand that I that second hand that I really like. Yeah. You really but love a second, second hand? No, I don't. Just, yeah, I just saw like, it, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is, thing is moving." I haven't worn it in like three weeks, <laughs> but I don't know for some for some reason I saw it and I had it, and I got it from Alan Bedwell. Shout out to him, Foundwell. He's not Found here. Foundwell. Yeah, he's not here. Uh, he's he's in, still alive. I hope yeah, so. He's, just, he's, he's alive. He's just, like he's, <laughs> he's just not hanging out with us. He's, he's still here with right us. <laughs> but it was just very simple, and I just wanted something like this to wear every day. And I got a Frank Mueller uh, strap on it, which I also think Frank Mueller is amazing. Yes. And but you got this with the original strap, right? Yes, everything was original, box, papers. So why did you put, why, what happened with, the, with swapping the strap? I think there's a rap verse that says, Frank Mueller, who's cooler? Oh. I think it goes like that. <laughs> I don't know, but I just, I had the credit on the real real, and they had a Frank Mueller strap. Because okay. it wasn't. Very simple. <laughs> everyone, to, everyone said, do not wear the original strap. It's brand new The original stock. strap is Cordovan, too. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's Cordovan. Yeah, it, it was, was Lizard fine. or something. I don't know. But you said, Wear that fucking strap. Yeah. You're crazy. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not wearing no, that. No, that's strap. what it was. It was a lizard skin strap. And lizard. You swapped it to a coordinate. And I swapped it. But also, that strap felt like it was going to just fall into pieces. Because mm-hmm. it's from the, it's literally not worn from the 70s. I don't know. It's very exciting. Finally, some people are very happy for me for having a watch from 1971. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, what was it that made you, like, did you seek this out? Did Foundwell sources for you? Like, how did that happen? He already had a few. And we were just like going to Sedell's together. Shout out Adam at Sedell's. He's the best person in the world. I remember world. I met you guys once. And so it was almost like, uh, like every time you guys would meet, it was he, was he would just show me some crazy he was shit. Just presenting you and I'm like, bro, I can't buy that. Are you crazy? He's like, yeah, this is only like uh, $32,000. I was like, uh, I cannot buy that. <laughs> so I was just on his site and I was reading all the descriptions because he puts like five paragraphs in his descriptions, yes. which I think is his, amazing. His stories He's are very detailed. fantastic. It's and like I can just sit on there and read those all day. So I would just read them and I was like, this is something I want. It has everything I want which I said in the beginning it's just like someone owned it someone worked for it and it was brand new so mm-hmm. technically it's mine like I'm the first person undiesing this watch <laughs> so it's just like the first day I was like oh this is something I've always wanted gold Rolex gator band I mm-hmm. finally got I finally got the lizard or the gator band that I wanted right. it, was, it wasn't that deep at all okay <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to Fallon because he he so, made me want it because he knew everything about it so what's what's also interesting that at, at Fine because I'm I we spent a lot of time talking to a lot of different collectors, yeah, and people have um, they have methods in in which you know how they collect right like you have some guys that will collect from a particular brand you have some guys uh, and women who collect for particular movements. Uh, the interesting thing about sort of our generation like millennials or or younger people who are around that that you know this period um we we collect based on aesthetics but also what's interesting is because of that it seems like our collections are far more eclectic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right like when i look at your collection it's 
if I didn't know any better, if I didn't know you, I'd be like, yeah. this is kind of all over the place. Right. Like, and even looking at some of the stuff you have, like the Cartier with the vintage Rolex makes sense, but then you throw an Ike pod in there or Icky pod. I don't know. I mean, Ike pod. Ike, Icky. Yeah, I guess icky I is not a good yeah. word. Okay, <laughs> Ike pod. Stickiest of the ickiest. <laughs> right? Like, what, what, what's that about? Um, like how how are you collecting? Like when do you? I'm know? I'm collecting heart first. Okay, you know what I mean. So it's like I see something and it calls to me. And I think we talked about this before, and it's just like I have to have it. I want it. Give it to right. me. Right. You know what I mean. And because of that, it, and because I have taste for different things, and you mm. might be in a different you know mentality, it it kind of creates this eclectic collection. Mm. But. I look at that and I'm like, oh no, this is me. Like this yeah. is like I can see different facets of my personality and my story and like the things that I like different. So you're almost looking you know for I mean? yourself a little in bit. The time piece. Yeah, and there there is some like chasing of things in there. You know what I mean? Like I want I want to have several like important movements in my collection. Okay, you know, there are certain brands that um, you know have historic pieces that I want a piece of that story. You know what I mean? But the first things first is always like it's hard you know yeah it's, well yeah. i have to ask um when it comes to vintage right because mm -hmm. we collect these things and they have past lives so for the things that you do collect i guess modern mm -hmm. do you think about it as far as you know you being the owner of it now 100 really give yeah. to someone else yeah or like for someone else to find something as eclectic to you and enjoy it like you said someone worked 24 years for, it for to you be, to have a watch. for you to have the watch yeah yeah i mean i think we're we're all just custodians of these things and mm -hmm. i think to talk about the sustainability like i don't want to buy something that's just going to go in the garbage into a landfill right you know what i mean and but if we're being honest, like our taste change and and what we want changes, our situations change. So there might be a time when this thing might not be mine anymore. Yes. Um, I think with this Rolex specifically, I, I always wanted my first Rolex to be also my first Rolex. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I wanted. That's right. You don't you have know, any vintage Rolexes. I don't have any vintage Rolexes. And I, I had a couple of opportunities that. to do it. But there was something about the fact that I wanted a new you one have a lot first. of watches. You I have do. like I, I think I've like four. You got two now. Pelican cases. <laughs> will you but will you collect will you collect vintage Rolexes now that you have I will. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I love and, that. And and there was just something about I wanted this watch to be able to pass down to, you know, my future children or something. And it it's also means a lot. Like this is a watch that I bought to celebrate ten years of uh, partnership with my directing partner. Mm. You know, mm. and it was yeah, that's um, right. yes. Round of applause, guys! Thank please, you. thank you. That again, like now, I worked ten years, you know, making commercials and TV shows for someone else to get a watch in the future. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those things that I like sure. putting my back. story on it. So. Ten years of yeah, and there, there is. I, I have it. I can't quite let it go yet, but there is an engraving that's coming. That oh, love that. Okay, let Ben do it. He does engravings. Facts. We make it happen. Yeah, yeah. All right. Always Talk. selling. <laughs> I'm always buying. I mean, I'm want. always buying. So whatever you want, you're talking to the right three people. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. For sure. <laughs> um, you got a question for yeah, us? Yeah. So when it comes to obviously this whole episode's basically been about design. What trends in design do you like, and which ones do you just want to stop? I don't know. I don't think I know enough about the watch industry or like I don't watch enough. 
Like, I don't look enough at everything I don't like. Yeah, I don't watch watches. Like, I like to see what I like. Mm. But, I, like, we moved upstate, and I only see what I want to see now. So I'm not, like, searching and just overloading myself with things. So, like, the trends... Let me ask you, though. Do you have any interest in modern at all? In what? In modern, in modern watches, watches at all. Hell yeah. I would oh, love okay. to have. He wants 50 Rolex. A lot of 50 Rolex. I want to eat 50 Rolex. No, I want everything. But I also think my, because I don't say I'm a collector, but everything that I buy is more so based off of my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm not going to buy, like John Reaper right now, he has a Patek Tiffany sign um, rose gold Patek on right there. now. <laughs> like I don't have the money to go buy that right now. So sure. everything is in my price range and my budget. To, according to my lifestyle so I kind of have like a map of like successes like 10 years you bought your like yeah. your first Rolex modern Rolex you bought 10 years in to something so like me I'm not looking at all those things I'm trying to find who I am but when and you where see I am. something you know you know whether it's for you or not for you yeah right oh 100% okay so like what was the last thing that you saw where you were like maybe That's it's fun. good but not for me that Ferrari Richard Mille Okay. <laughs> so you think thin watches have around. to just go? I love it. No, I think it's amazing because I think things need to push boundaries on what you can do with technology in the future and I stuff mean, like it, that. It, that, that. It's watch crazy. Makes for a great conversation. It's crazy. That watch like, oh, and, and technology. It's amazing. What they were able to do. I wear that all day. But that, it take up half of my arm. That's it's fine. It's crazy. That's fine. It looks like something out of Xena Warrior Princess. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But even the Bulgari. Um, Dr. Phoenician. Dr. Phoenician. for sure. I think the... To me, I think it's one of the most beautiful watches, but I think that the bracelet is too big for me. Like, I have a tiny, I have a woman's wrist. Yeah. It's crazy. No, you just got, you got a normal person's wrist. Okay. I don't know. This is a little wrist. <laughs> but I just think, like, those things are gorgeous to me. Yeah. But it's not for me. Yeah. Good. Like, even this Explorer 2, I want the, the Explorer 2 that came out with, like, 89. You want the 39? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I love that. I think it's one of the greatest watches I've ever seen. I want it, and I'd be very excited to have that. But I think that we've talked about this. You're like, I love that new Explorer too. I was like, I think it's way too big. I think I don't like the orange. Like those things, I love it. I love seeing it. But to me, it's not for me. So like, yeah, I, I want the old one to come back. So, yeah. what about no. yourself? What do you? What trends are you seeing that you would like? You're a fan of maybe not so um, much. It's easier for me to say the stuff I don't like. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's, that's always fun. Yeah. Um, and and saying this as somebody who owns an LHD, I'm not a fan of faux patina on watches. Really? Uh, it, and I don't it like drives me crazy. That's really? And I and I think <laughs> look, I, I get that that so much of watchmaking is about like precision and control, right? Yeah. But I feel like there's some innovation in what if we made like loom or dials that would age beautifully in some way? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And let that happen like everything's made now to either like already look like it's aged or never change ever again you know i 100 I mean? and, and agree i feel with that. like there could be some innovation in like the bond the bond watch does that it the does bond, that? The i love bond that watch that. Yeah. the no time to die, no time yeah. to die. Okay. i love that yeah. Watch. Yeah. It has with yeah but it'll, it'll, the dial gets tropical yeah that's okay true. Right. Brand, but it doesn't look but, it looks brand new that's the thing. It looks brand new now. No, it has faux oh, yeah, patina. patina. But it doesn't look patina. Like that Oris. No, I know the Oris you like. Which one? The bronze. Well, I think bronze watches do. Yeah. It's great. Right? Yeah. Well, right. to me, it just it reminds me, like, especially when you, when, you, when you parallel it with like fashion, mm-hmm. I just think heritage. Yeah. Right? So like, you know, I have a bronze Tudor. It's one of my favorite watches. That's what I'm thinking and about. The just Tudor. the idea of making something 
that will change, that will patina, that will age. Like the idea of atrophy in terms of design to me is very appealing mm. because of uh, topics like sustainability. You know, yeah. Yeah, something yeah. that is lived with that will uh, very quickly take on your story. Yeah. I love that. And that's yeah. why I love the No Time to Die um, Seamaster as well. I yeah. think it's awesome. I, I like full patina. I don't, yeah, like, I don't mind it. I like it. Okay, look, I'll be We're the outlier. It's one of those things where it's like, I want to, I want to make that myself by sure. wearing the watch. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that I don't know. Maybe there is an opportunity out there for watch companies to do something that can push those boundaries. Like to me, that seems like innovation. Yeah. It's like how can we loosen the reins in the right way to make these things our own? Like take for instance. You remember the Zoom Vermeros that Samuel Ross did? Yeah. The cold wall? Yeah. yeah. And he, they purposely didn't put the coating on the outside of the shoe. Yep. So as soon as you opened yeah, it out of the box, that. it yeah. started yeah. to deteriorate. Yeah. And it folds and it, the paint chips in the right way. Mm. Like it yellows that it, it, in a way that shows your story and shows yeah. what you're doing. You know what I mean? I think it's still one of my favorite sneakers. But so that, that can also cool. backfire because Virgil had the Air Force Ones and the, the first Nikes he did. Mm. And if, my God. Six months later, they look terrible. Yellow. They're yellow. They don't look good. So I think it's a balance. Yeah. I think okay. I do. I like the journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the journey is the most important part. Right. Is that when things patino on its own, it looks different. Yeah. Like right. look at those Explorer Twos that are going like those tropical dial. They go for so much money. Yeah. Yeah. The cream dial Explorer Twos. Yeah, but it, yeah. like everyone's kind of different. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay has the best Explorer Two. You told me this. I showed. I showed. Yeah, it I've everybody. It looks, it looks almost yeah. pumpkin. It's the best one. Yeah. 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 I just. I also. I agree 100 percent with you. I don't like the faux patina. Yeah. So you didn't live through it. Well, you guys stay over there. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, do you got any? You have any questions for us? We're nearing the end. Um, yeah. We um, have the whole crew here. He has the best question. I know his question. My question best. is <laughs> for the for the inevitable first wrist check pod watch collab. What is the watch you guys would design? It's a good question. That's a beautiful. <laughs> question. I'm going to leave it up to uh, Mr. Encyclopedia here. Because see, I, w I would lean on him anyway. You know, right. what, because you know what he's gonna do? He's gonna pick the right reference. Right. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna. That play sounds too political. I think everybody has to answer that. You want three different watches? Three different I'd love, answers. I'd love to answer that. He's like, why are you choosing Ben? I'm right there. I'm three different watches. Go ahead, go ahead. Three different watches. Go. Um, I mean, for me, I would definitely go with a G-Shop. Really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I want a WCP G-Shock collab. That's fire. Which model? Um, it would have to be either the Casio because that's twenty one hundred. The twenty one hundred, <laughs> or I'd have to go with the OG design. Um, what everybody was like busting down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so um, I'd go with that piece. I can't remember the reference. I'm bad with numbers, but. It would either be the Casio because you know we're we're tapping into the present, or it would have to be you know my past and my DNA because that's where I grew the love for watches, sure. or at least watches that I could obtain. What what about like a wrist check Frogman? Ooh, that'd be nice. That'd be dope. That would slap. That would slap. I would do a Frogman. We should do a Frogman. Frog be good. Orange case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like neon orange. orange. Yeah. You just hit a push and it goes. <laughs> WCP style. I think that your laugh should be the the alarm system. I was gonna say, or like, 
you know how when you do the the glow and like supreme has like the supreme yeah. it should say very special when you He's Casio, listen, Dealing listen. That. Next year, this is gonna happen. Yeah, hundred yes. percent. Very, very special. Good. What do you watch? got for us? Uh, FP joint. Sure. Fuck. He's going full luxury. Yes. It, it's, it's it's not about being inclusive. It's for us. So sure. Have the best. Oh, to have our own. Yes. Oh, I would love that. Whoa. Or absolutely. I mean, like, so Eric actually put me onto this. Jorn made. 16 watches for one of the old ADs in Chicago. It was a CS and a CS Chrono, right? The black and red ones? Yeah, there you go. So we would have a CS, so a Chronometric Sovereign, Salmon Dial, Black Minute Track, Gray Numerals, and like an orange seconds hand. You thought about this a long <laughs> time ago. Does this think about this. A long time ago, he thought <laughs> about this. Yeah, yeah, no. That's amazing. I mean, that's, if I had to make a watch, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no idea. I don't know. Speedmaster. Um, too many limited editions. Yeah, no. I just was saying. It would I have just to made be. Up, I mean, I would choose something probably more obscure. I, honestly, I'd probably do. I'd probably do an iPod. All right, Christian yeah. Louis Cole. <laughs> I'm saying you know him. You got the hookup. I don't know him. I've got some voice he memos. Free watch. <laughs> <laughs> I got some voice memos. I hope you're like watching this. Watch. <laughs> These people need to watch, please. Love it. Love yeah, it. I would do one of those. That would be That'd pretty be amazing. tight. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I've been a fan for a long time. Like, I, and you know, it's kind of like an, it was like an orphan in, for a second too. Say it again. It was like an orphan. Like not everybody. It was like divided. Like every like a lot of people loved it. But it was just like yeah, a niche it thing. Was, yeah, yeah, it was very, very niche, even in its heyday. And but I was a fan of Mark Newsom. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at the time, I was, I was a, I wasn't a kid, but I was like, I was really young when this watch uh, came out, when it was like popular. Yeah. And I was one of them, but couldn't afford it, so I got an Apple Watch because yeah. it was like, okay, this is a piece of like Mark Newsom design. And now he's moved on to like furniture and, and he's other things. He's made everything he in the world. He's made everything. Yeah. Um, well, this was fun. Yes. Um, I think we want to take. A moment to see if there's anyone in the audience that has any questions. We okay. Oh wow! <laughs> they shot straight up. We're gonna shot straight so, up. Okay, so I see two. Immediately, we're gonna start here in the front. We're gonna start with Kelly. Kelly Yock. Wrist check. Clap alumni. it up. Yes, yes. Wrist check pod alumni. Yes, wrist check pod alum. Thank you, Kelly. So I actually I don't have a question. Okay. I have a, I have a statement. We should All have right. seen that coming. Woo! Okay. <laughs> I want everyone in this room, when you go home, and this is posted and whatnot, I want you to listen to it again. As a retailer, mm. as someone that is now considered vintage by this gentleman right here. <laughs> 1971. I'm the oldest person in the room, but that's okay. I want you to listen to what they said over and over and over again because it's something that I have preached since 1997 when I started my career. These men buy what they love. Yep. I am moved to tears because we are in the biggest hype genre that we have ever seen. And I know the people that follow this podcasts are in the same realm. Buy what you love, please. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. We need a round of applause Absolutely. for that. Buy what you love. 
Buy what you love. These gentlemen are of a new generation that are truly represent, representing everyone that I love. Please listen to what they're saying. And they're, they, I mean, I'm old enough to be some of their moms on this stage. <laughs> really frightening to me, but it is something that I have based my career on, and it's something that I base my love on. And I am so proud of you boys. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. They are genuinely doing what is so good for this, um, for this industry, and their age, and your nationalities, and all of it. I'm just so proud. And I work with three of these boys, and I am just so thrilled to be a part of this community because this is what we're about. And as a retailer, this is what I bleed into the industry and into the customers and the clients that I take care of. So I'm, I'm genuinely just thank you. you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate you, Kelly. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. We had another question. There was a gentleman in the back, real there quick. Goes. Stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Fernando? Yeah. All right, Fernando, what's happening? What is, uh, so, what do you think in terms of the sign, this whole new trend of new beautiful diets, and how it respects to your personal take of what you think that you should wear, which matches your outfit, your streetwear, whatever you benefit from it, and what matches your personality? So your question is, uh, how do we feel about, I guess, the trend of, of dial design that's happening, right? The variety, like, like, I mean, you have everything from like, uh, guilloche dials are back. Mm -hmm. uh, people are using like really incredible materials to design dials. Yeah, like enamel dials. Enamel dials. Uh, people are using looms in interesting ways. Yeah. Obviously, the absence of dials is a thing still with yeah. skeleton. I mean, you have the, watches. the mirror dials from AP now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll 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 give you my my take on it. Um, I think a beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? But uh, I think I think brands are because they're now starting to realize. I, it's interesting to say like post-COVID, but that's the best way I can describe this period, um, that the watch world is uh, more expansive than they realize and a more diverse, diverse in terms of ethnicity, diverse in terms of age, diverse in terms of uh, occupation, um, gender, et cetera, that they not only have an obligation, but they have an opportunity to uh, open the conversation to more people. And that there are tons of consumers out there, collectors out there, clients out there um, that are looking for new and interesting things. And the idea that you would collect a watch based on aesthetics um, is one that, oddly enough, is growing again in popularity. That's where it started. Right, but for a while, I think collecting watches 
uh, for a lot of people became like an arduous task that you had to like check boxes. Yeah, it's like and Pokemon at some, almost. Exactly, like it's like I gotta catch them all. But now it's like, what, well, what do you collect when you've when you've got all that stuff? What do you collect when you can't afford all that stuff? Mm-hmm. I think to Kelly's point, it's like, you know, take a deep dive in 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 learning and exploring brands and find what you like. So I'm a big advocate of what's happening in terms of design with timepieces and dials. Um, you know, one of the, the brands that come to mind, I'm, I'm really loving what, what Moser is doing. When you look mm-hmm. at like the Vanta Black yep. uh, Streamliner, I think it's a beautiful mm-hmm. timepiece. Mm-hmm. Um, and how they're using this material. And it's interesting because I got, we, me and Kelly had the opportunity to speak to uh, one of the founders. And... Um, I was asking him, what's it like working with that material? And he was like, if you touch it, it breaks and yeah. it ruins yeah, it everything. It deteriorates. It just, yeah. it, it's, you know, and so what these companies, I think, are going through now, just to bring this level of craftsmanship, to bring this beauty, is it's not easy. Like, they're making serious investments to bring you, like, new and interesting stuff. So I'm, I'm a fan of, of what's happening. Yeah. I think I treat it like... Um, you know, when I think of timepieces that I love to collect, um, I think about it as like, you know, the first day of school when you got your Ooh, outfit laid let me out. Get them in the morning. Wait till they see this. And I think, you know, it does tap into that love and that passion. Um, I think for the guys that do have everything and they can buy everything and they can collect everything. You find them, they're always trying to check a box, and they're never happy. When they get that one watch, they go, well, what's next? And you're like, hold on, dog. You ain't even enjoy what you just yep. got. Like, a watch is in front of you. And, you know, I think we need to go back to the simpler of things. Of course, this is an expensive hobby. But when you are choosing to make this a passion, you should treat it as one. I think it's very important. For sure. I also... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I also talking. think that people need to see it. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you need to go out and see these things first. Yeah. Because yeah. you can look on Instagram and on the internet and on Hodinkee and all these things all you want, but I saw that ellipse, whatever, like, I saw that today in person on your wrist, and I was like, now, that's beautiful. Yes. But, like, you have to go see it. I come visit you guys all the time just to see stuff. It's like you don't know what you want until you really see it. Then yeah. it's not that whole thing about checking boxes. Because you can go on Instagram. fly. But you can go on Instagram and see all this shit, everything and dream. And oh, like I need this, I need this. And everything pushes you to want something. Mm. But until you see it for yourself and put it on for yourself, then you don't even know who you Like, you know, you're, like no, just, you're just chasing something from someone else. Yeah. yeah. Go see it. Yeah. Like, go to these people. Like, people, you know, you got to go in these places. Yeah. And aspire. Visit your local AD. For sure, yeah, try yeah. on watches. I'm a big proponent yep. of that. Yeah, <laughs> try on watches. <laughs> I tried. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Woo! We got uh, one final question. This gentleman right here up front had his hand raised. You don't have to. We, I'm right here. Okay, stand. Let everyone see. Show him the Marty. Yeah, show, show him the Marty. Yeah. Yeah. The Marty. Oh, yeah. 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 My boy Chipper Drown. <laughs> so I have a question, right? Sure. So I've been showing for years, so Sean knows I have a crazy obsession with spending money on stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the virtual Air Force One. He spends money. Force <laughs> um, watches. I want to buy a new watch. Okay. But I had this thing. I feel kind of weird buying watches more than five years. Hmm. Do you think that's a good hobby to have or not really? A good hobby of, of purchasing vintage watches? Yeah. 
Well, five years wouldn't be vintage. Five years would still be. Yeah, that's, well, a that's modern. modern. Watch, it's yeah. for, for your family model. Um, so basically, you're talking about pre-owned watches, right? Yeah. Okay. Do I think that's a a, a, a bad thing? I don't. Yeah. I mean, I own watches that are I own watches that are older than my parents. Yeah. Um, Every I think, vintage watch we have is a pre-owned yeah. watch. I mean, but yeah. that doesn't mean that vintage is for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's also something to purchasing a modern watch and making it yours much to like what uh, Jamal was talking about with the Explorer 2. You know, if there's something that you really want and it, it does something for you, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with having like an emotional reaction to uh, an object. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it doesn't mean that it, uh, it taints your value system. Um, so if you see something that m- makes you respond to it, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. I mm-hmm. wouldn't consider how old it is um, I would only consider that in relation to maybe the price and what I'm paying. You know, you want to be uh, a, a conscious consumer. You want to make sure that, you know, you're getting the better end of the, of the deal. Uh, but I don't even consider, it, consider that when I purchase watches. The first thing is, is similar to what Jamal said. It's like, how does it make me feel? Yeah. And That's then, what I would say. Leave yeah. yourself open to letting it have an effect on you mm-hmm, you know yeah. what i mean as opposed to kind of coming in with the criteria just it, it's like going on a journey and it might not be right for you it might be but yeah. you never know you but know? you're also like you're also in the right space right amongst people who are avid collectors and one of the beautiful things about like the watch community these days is that people are communing together and they're engaging one another and they're talking and they're sharing information yeah so i think if you're at the beginning of your, your watch collecting you know, phase, uh, one of the best things that you could do is just interact with the people in this room and get a sense of what's out there, what they like. Uh, those conversations are going to help you decide where you're going to go on your watch collecting journey, right? It's going to help you pinpoint what it is that you like, what it is that you dislike, and what speaks to you. And so you have an incredible opportunity tonight because there are some serious collectors in the building from everything you could think of we've got you know kelly is 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 an amazing example right this this woman ran the patek salon at tiffany's but she's also like a huge swatch collector like you wouldn't even think that the two could occupy the same collection Mm -hmm. but they do Mm -hmm. right and so you're amongst people who like really love timepieces and are you know excited to share that information so i would just start there just start with the community it's all If you it's like not, trendy, it's not your no, mistake. Though. Yeah, it's not no. a mistake. Because yeah, we come from the same place. Yeah. Yeah. I came from. Want, we wanted. I want platinum Rolexes. Sure. <laughs> like, we want everything. <laughs> we want Marnie. Like you're, you have Marnie on. You have Virgil on, right? So the thing is, it's not a. It's not our mistake. It's what we came into, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, I grew up wanting Rolexes. Like those ain't Rolex diamonds. What the you done to that right because exactly i knew you would know what that was so the thing is i have a friend i have a friend here his name is spencer trotman i've known him he's been one of my best friends for years right he's like yo i'm getting an oris and i was like what the fuck what did you get an oris for that's trash right i said that and i started reading i started learning i started yeah. going on blogs i started talking to them he loves oris 
I was like, yo, this is we kind of love nice Orish. Exactly. So, and I started seeing things. And you start seeing. Shout out to VJ. Shout we got to give our honor and shout out to VJ. VJ, he will be watching. Please give him a round of applause. Please. <laughs> so so it's, it's not about the trend. Like, what did Jay-Z see? He's like, I don't want to be the trend. You want to be the trend or Ralph Lauren. Yeah. And we all know yeah. Ralph. He keeps going past trends. And so it's just like, all right. So we get past the things and get information first. Knowledge. Right? Not everything starts from knowledge. So understanding, going to read these blogs and connecting with these guys. You know these guys. Talk to them. They know. They seen G-Shock. From, I walked in with people, friends with Rolexes and Pateks on, and they saw G-Shock. And I said, oh, I feel comfortable now. Ben, I would go into the store. He was like, yo, you want to try this on? It's more about connecting. Yeah, right? And I yeah. saw somebody look like me. I had the same beard two weeks ago. I had a beard just like that. Fact. So it's like somebody who looked just like me was letting me try something on that I knew I, he knew I couldn't buy that watch, right? So it's more so about getting past the trend because we grew up with trends so long, right? It's not about trend. It's about finding who you are. And sometimes product helps you do that. Yeah. yeah. Like finding the journey and things. Like I have a 1970. Everyone laughed at me for buying that uh, Santos Galbi. I remember. There's like that little ass watch. They were like that little ass watch. I was like, but this is for me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's the journey for who you are. Definitely. All right, that's it. And I'm I, drunk. That's spicy for content. What? Um, well, I wanted to make you think about though before before we get off the topic is please. you said you have a like you have this thing against buying watches older than five years old, right? I'm gonna use. I don't have nothing against. I just haven't bought a watch that old as five. Like I had a watch, which I remember I had a watch, a break when I met him. Yeah. And I just felt weird having it, and I sold it. I sold it. and I bought a new watch and a new. Because you want like because you felt someone else saw that and didn't yeah. like the Breitling. Well, you know, Always buy what you like. Yeah, no, it was. It, well, yeah, it was. But it don't. It's what you like. Yeah. It's never yeah. what's on the decline and what's on and, the up and what and I down. want you to think about too is I'm gonna use Rolex as an example, right? So like Jamal got on his new Rolex Explorer too, right? That's a watch that literally in the last ten years has not changed. Yeah, no. It's been the same watch for ten years. Yeah. So his watch, he, he, let's say he's owned it for three months. He's worn it every day for three months, and he beat the shit out of it. If you find one that's six years old in better condition, taking price out of it, why wouldn't you take it if you like that watch? Yeah. It's you. Like, I have no problem now with my day-day. Like, oh, no problem with my day-day. <laughs> I got no problem with my day-day. That might be the name of this episode. No problem with my day-day. I got day-day. no problem with my day-day. Thank you for the inspiration, sir. I want to thank all of you for turning out tonight. I want to thank these two gentlemen on the couch. Yes. Um, Yes. We really, really, really appreciate all of you. I promise you this is not a vanity project. This is uh, the real deal. We really care about timepieces. And we've we've been afforded the opportunity to connect with everyone in this room. And um, please, don't be a stranger. This is... uh, the end of the podcast this evening but it's not the end of the evening Uh, for those whom I've not met and the guys not met we want to meet you please come up to us talk to us tell us what you love tell us what you dislike Uh, this is the beginning of season six for us um, six seasons and it hasn't even been a full year yet yes Uh, Risk Check Pod makes one year on November 10th Yes. And uh, stay tuned because we got more coming. So thank you all. Good night. Thank you guys.